Now that's what I call ASMR. <laughs> Humans, gentle ladies, lab men, ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and dreams alike, and welcome to the Devolver Digital Forecast here at forecast.devolverdigital.com. Hi, I'm your co-host, JM. And I am your co-host, Robbie. Hello. And today... Oh, hello. hello. Yes, hello. I don't know. We, we left the gap. We both left the gap. <laughs> you'd, thought, you'd think that after this many episodes we'd have figured that out, but I don't, I don't know that we ever will. No... No, I think that's part of the charm. Yeah. You know, people say to themselves, oh, I'm going to listen to these two idiots not know what they're doing. (laughs) What more is there to do these days than (laughs) sit at home listening to idiots talk about things that they don't understand? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I interrupted you. What were you saying? I was going to say, what did you say? I was... (laughs) Going to say hello. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the forecast. Um, what have you been doing with yourself over the last week? <laughs> <laughs> well, we recorded the forecast on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, and then Wednesday. Uh, the world fell apart? Uh, no, not, no, not the world. Just, just... Just, I mean, you know, I don't want to pretend that the United States capital is the world. I'm not that uh, nationalistic <laughs> about it. But, um, you know, as someone who lives in this country, uh, you know, it's it's always alarming to watch um, some dipshits uh, be allowed and, and encouraged to, uh, you know, storm the capital. And, yeah. uh, you know, that was pretty fucking infuriating and stupid and uh and i hate it i hate it so fucking much i tell you this robbie the last four years have really lowered my opinion of satan (laughs) um i used to think of the devil as like being cool used to be a cool dude and Mm. smart you know and like like that sexy evil thing (laughs) i think a lot of us have had that fantasy you know and um no man it's just it's a big, big fat orange man. I mean, he's. I mean, but like, just like, like the, all of them, all of these, these fucking bilious, disingenuous, faithless, uh, fucking grotesques. That uh, you know, the, there's there's just no end to like. There's no decency in them, you know. Uh, like just. Cruel for cruel's sake, belligerently, infectiously stupid nightmares of 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 you know what human beings are capable of, and it's uh, seriously like like this like and, and by the way, when I'm talking shit about people, I'm not talking about the the fucking dipshit rubes that thought they were storming they were making the revolution happen or whatever the fuck like they're idiots but when i'm talking about like just the fucking hideous evil i am talking about 
the people that are encouraging them from their political platforms and the pundits and the fucking Alex Joneses. Oh, they're the worst. They're the worst people on earth. (laughs) Just like these grotesque. Yeah, it's cowardly. It's disgusting. Pieces of. I don't want to call them pieces of shit because shit has like well, they, nutritional they, value for plants. Psychopaths, you know, they they have no yeah. empathy. They don't care about the they don't care about the people that they hurt, and they don't care about the people that they they g up and rile up. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care about any anybody except themselves. It's all you know, boosting this ego of just these pathetic men. That have nothing else to live for. So what have I been doing this week? Uh, coping. Um, this is where this is where we're going to talk about this week on this video game podcast. <laughs> uh, is uh, other worlds? Yeah, and I, and I appreciate that because, well, like we've just described, you know, it's 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 hard fucking going out there, and I find that video games. Obviously, they can be, you know, a form of escapism, and, and that's great, you know, if you just want to switch the world off or whatever. But I think there's, like, I think I think they can be a lot more, like, rich and rewarding than that as well. Yeah. You know, and, and give you a sense of doing and feeling and enjoying uh, when you may otherwise, you know, the world outside may otherwise feel like it doesn't offer you that right now. And, um... Yeah, I'm always excited to talk about getting lost in video games. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it, you're, uh, yeah. It's it's a good point. It's not just escapism from like you know what's going on. It, it's also there's there's a there's a good version of it. Like there's just that that being transported to another world. Mm-hmm. Did you have a particular game in mind? when you first thought about gaming I don't worlds. know. Uh I don't know. I have a, I have two moments in particular. Oh yeah? Yeah. One is from Monkey Island. <laughs> and it's the uh it's the world map of Melee Island. It's when yeah. you're like running around to do the uh the sword fighting yeah. stuff, you know, and you're doing yeah. the insult contest. But something about the world map of Melee Island and being this little pixel, this little two-pixel figure, like, jittering across the paths and map, something about that, I don't know, just got me in just the right way. You know, we were making jokes about ASMR earlier, but it's kind of that, there's that that feeling Mm -hmm. of being... I don't know, transported, even though, it's, you know, it's not like it was like a first-person realistic experience. Or no, I think, I think I, I sort of, the sensation that I think that, because that, I feel like I've had a similar, I, I feel like I can relate to that experience because playing Monkey Island, it's like you're the character, you're wandering around. And then when you get to those, when you get to that map section, suddenly you sort of, you get this, sense of scale even though you're not actually yeah. traversing the map it's like you suddenly go oh this is like this is a little island and different area you know like i'm traveling around yeah. and going to these different areas where these different people live and um and yeah just being that pixel running around seeing other ones and just going like oh that's a pirate like i better go and 
you know, intercept yeah. them so I can have a contest with them. It's like, yeah, it just makes it feel a little bit more interactive, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That vista of, of Melee Island. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, suddenly you're, yeah, you're part of the world. You're, you have more agency. Yeah. I, I actually wrote down, I, um, for not the, using the map specifically, but, um, I I always really got swept up in the curse of Monkey Island, which I think I've talked about a few times before. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> it's it's not the most popular game, but it was it's the like the the hand drawn animated one. Yeah, um, with the voice cast, and it was the first mm-hmm. one that did either of those things, and I, I loved it. And that was one of those ones where I don't know if it was just the sheer fact of the the voices and the animation that just kind of really. I just really connected to it but because some of the puzzles are so obtuse (laughs) uh, ultimately I ended up spending a great deal of time just like going around to all the same locations over and over again talking to different people you know having to endure a lot of the same dialogue over and over again but like that's it just that's what ingrains it into your memory and you know and I sort of I don't really remember the grind of having to do all of that i just remember kind of like the joy of figuring things out and and then and then unlocking new places to go and visit and and then there's sort of like that nice element of returning i always like that in games when you return to a location from earlier in the game yeah um and maybe it's changed or something like that um, oh, especially if it's changed. Yeah, uh, I, I always like that. I like that sort of like the sense of uh, you know this world is like moving on. You know, you're yeah. just one little part of it. Your your story is just one story among all of these other things that are happening. And um, yeah, I always really like that. But I mean, all the Monkey Island games. But yeah, Curse of Monkey Island, I think, was the one for me that really kind of like struck that chord. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, you know, that, that brings up also one of my least favorite things in a game is where I finish a zone and then the characters are locked forever in that final conversation. Oh, like, right, you know, yeah. You know, I'm like, you know, I come back, you know, 10 hours later and they're like, oh, you've defeated the level one boss. And I'm like, you motherfuckers got to move on. What is going on <laughs> in your lives, man? Like, that's all you got to talk to me about? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice going back to a place and and seeing the differences, especially if there's things where you go back and you see something that you didn't understand before. Mm. That's always a good one. Oh, yeah. 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 That's always good. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. I think the Final Fantasy games fall into this conversation. I don't know if there's, like, one in particular that stands out. I mean... Seven is kind of always the one that I think of, but I, it's yeah. not even necessarily the best world. But I suppose because when you first, even though it's that sort of like that crude, you know, you're a giant cartoon character running around on this like this big <laughs> uh, floating landmass yeah. that doesn't really, you know, that it's, it's it's not realistic in any way. Yeah. But again, it's that sense of sort of discovery and 
you know, you go to different locations and the people are different and the culture is mm-hmm. different and stuff. That shit is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I always really enjoyed exploring in Final Fantasy games. And I think yeah, that's... Yeah, the world the, map is always yeah. a huge highlight. And I think that's... And because it's like you start off on foot, then you get a car... Then you get a flying machine. You know, it's like you you slowly but surely find more and more ways to explore. And um, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Um, y- yeah, like tying back into that. You know, you could spend you know ten or fifteen hours going off further and further away doing all this stuff, but then it's like you can still go back to one of the previous locations and just see what's going on. And yeah. in stuff like Final Fantasy VII, maybe it hadn't changed that much. But there were, I, I feel like I can remember going back to, like, a few locations and, you know, seeing things that were different or whatever. Yeah. Final Fantasy III was really good about that. Oh, yeah? That beautiful open world map. Yeah, and then, like, the fucking apocalypse happens. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then you're going around to the same places and stuff what? like that. Yeah, what is the story of Final Fantasy III? Because I've never played it, I don't think. Uh, Final Fantasy three was really good. Um, it's the it was the first one that uh, like not really no they all had airships but like it, it like brought a lot more tech like there was like powered mech suits but um, I mean I don't remember the plan the the plot in detail but um, you're uh, you know um, there's I feel like I'm conflating it with two uh, I think there were espers which are these magical beings and there's this evil group trying to use oh. them but like one of the guys kefka who's who's uh one of the lower level bad guys ends up like being the real bad guy and uh, it was cool it was very cool uh mm. i think he was cooler than old sephiroth who's rather incoherent um, <laughs> as a character i uh i i might have started final fantasy 3 on ds yeah. Weirdly, because Esper's rings a bell. Yeah. No, it was, it was really cool. It was, uh... Yeah. I mean, I'm, I might be... It's hard for me to parse out Final Fantasy 2 and 3 from each other, because they were both, like, you know, I played them both on Super Nintendo. Mm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it was, uh... It was really cool, and you get to, like, go back into the world, and you get to, like... Like, your party gets, like, the end of the world, like, the big thing happens, and the end of the world happens, and, uh then you've got to go find everybody again and gather the party back up. Yeah, that's that's three. Because two, but even in two, you get to, like, dive into a volcano and suddenly you're in a lava world uh, under, you know, underneath, and then you fly up to the fucking moon. <laughs> uh, it was pretty cool. Like, you get this massive ship called the Whale or something like that, and you fly up to the moon. Really cool. I mean, those are those are great, you know, other worlds to go into. Did you ever play Earthbound? I didn't. No, me neither. But... <laughs> <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> well, because I'm, I, I think that's, a, I think that's a similar sort of adventure, you know, that you can yeah. sort of really get swept up in, and yeah. um, and get lost in. And I think those are my kind of my favorite video game worlds, like fantasy worlds to get lost in anyway. Yeah. We talked about Crossing Souls before, which is obviously a Devolver game. I feel like that's like a fun world to get lost in and you feel like yeah. you're on a on an adventure. Yeah. I really love stuff like that. But I also 
I really like quite uh, well. I don't want to say mundane, but basically, right when I was a, when I was a kid, well, teenager or whatever, on a PlayStation demo disc once, I got a game on it, a uh, demo uh, for a game called Porsche Challenge. Did you ever mm-hmm. see this game? No. Okay, so it was a game like uh, that licensed by Porsche uh, or Porsche, um, <laughs> whatever your flavour, um, uh, and it is basically just like an advert for their new sports car, which is like a, a kind of a, a. They had the Porsche 911, which is like their their you know premium sports car, and then they released this this new one called a Boxster which was like the most 90s car ever. And um, they made this game called Porsche Challenge, which was basically just an ad for that. So it was a racing game, driving game. But like, it felt like the racing elements were like barely even really like a big deal in the game because like none of the racing was particularly challenging. You had different drivers in it and each one of them had like a different personality so it meant that their driving yeah. style was a bit different but really they just had different models of Porsche Boxster <laughs> with like different <laughs> uh, different paint and stuff like this but yeah. um, the reason why I bring it up is because well one weirdly I was kind of obsessed with um, sort of European sports cars when I was a kid um, but playing the second thing was playing this demo the, the demo level in it was a race track in Germany in Stuttgart which is like quite a famous uh, race track they do lots of different motorsports there um, but the whole aesthetic so they they'd uh, they'd recreated the track in the game and you drove around it but uh, the Stuttgart track is kind of like out in the countryside and there's trees and German countryside and, and you know german buildings and things like this so it just it was kind of just like you were driving around the sort of you know bavarian countryside on like a gray sunday afternoon and something about that i just loved (laughs) i don't i don't know if maybe i'm going off on a bit too much of a tangent here but there was something about I don't. I think I liked a lot of racing games when I was growing up because, and I don't know whether or not that was sort of like a, a you know, the 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 freedom of you know racing or like achieving goals or whatever it was. But I, I remember this this game came out before Gran Turismo, so there wasn't anything. It was quite realistic, and there wasn't really anything else like that. Maybe Colin McRae, but I don't know if that had come out at the time. Um, which was another game that I also loved. But I just loved this feeling of being in a in a sports car and just driving around in the countryside, like, but just on a really dreary day. <laughs> you know, like, you had things like Outrun and stuff like this, which yeah. are, like, proper arcade races, and it's, like, Miami yeah. and shit like that. But this yeah. was just the complete opposite. It was sort of, like, quite a realistic Porsche game set in yeah. germany and i really loved that and then obviously when grand Th- um, when gran turismo came out and you kind mm. of got to travel around to you know more diverse locations 
and do I used to love doing the, like the Le Mans 24 hour races on uh, on Gran Turismo and stuff like it's that sort of like meditative I don't know if it's just you know just doing the laps over and over and just kind of <laughs> listening yeah. to music and you just sort of, I don't know like I just used to find it really relaxing nice and I guess you could sort of pretend you know that you were sort of like just, just racing around you know like driving around yeah. these like exotic places or or maybe not exotic places but i've always found that like yeah racing game worlds <laughs> are always yeah. places that i i kind of like to spend a lot of time driver was another game that i enjoyed for that reason as well do you remember driver i don't i think i barely played it yeah, I love that. I do remember it though. I think there were I don't th- think I got into it. Yeah, I think there were two or three. What well, well, one of them you could get out of your car and walk around, but I actually liked the original one where you were just in the car and you just had to get to places. But yeah. it was all set in like San Francisco and it was uh yeah, it's fucking cool. <laughs> nice. Oh, and there was <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm getting carried away. <laughs> there was another game as well talking about these kind of like slightly gritty realistic kind of car games or whatever there was a game called the getaway was that the one in london yeah i played that oh man that was good oh it was so good and when you're a kid you know and it's like and it's in london and yeah. you recognize all the landmarks and stuff but you're sort of going around you're not going to the landmarks they're sort of in the background and you're actually going to like some shit little garage underneath the you know the tube tracks or whatever yeah to like get the fops and blokes or whatever yeah that was a real there was something really like wonderful about that as well yeah no i remember that one i liked that one that was cool uh driving i mean driving in games driving around a world map is is always great obviously i'm a big fan of gta mm-hmm. um mostly just because i like getting in a vehicle and moving around a map you know, yeah. driving a car across the, you know, the Grand Sonora Desert or, you know, flying a plane around downtown or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I mean, driving is driving games are great. They're definitely they've got that that transportative effect, like where it kind of brings you in. And I think I think a lot of it is is um, when you're driving, there is a constant rush of information you're constantly having to pay attention and make decisions mm-hmm. and kind of be in the zone, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're going fast, I mean, you can also, but also driving is just nice. Driving just feels nice. It's nice to like cruise around. Uh, yeah. Have I, you ever played any of like those Euro truck simulator or American no. truck simulator or anything? No, I no. <laughs> no. I'm not interested in in that for okay. some reason. <laughs> like, like imagine that. Like, I don't know that 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 just that just that just sounds like a job. Yeah, it's like, all right, here's the fun of a driving game simulator, but you got to go here. Yeah, you got to you know, know, drop this stuff off in just, a timely manner. Maybe some people find it relaxing. Like I, found, yeah. I found racing games relaxing. He's yeah. a uh, Twitch streamer, which is weird to say because he started off as like a he had like a comedy show on TV, but now he's a Twitch streamer uh, called Limmy, 
and uh he kind of like got big on twitch by uh, just streaming uh euro truck simulator like he yeah. would just get on like late at night and just stream for like three or four hours just driving around just talking shit and um it was very enjoyable <laughs> i suppose nice. there's that aspect of like escapism as well into video games like through other people playing them um what oh, carolyn got your wings in the back there oh i can see the wings playing in the back they're playing a wee game of ludo look at that they're playing a wee game of ludo you know ludo is that what it's called you know it's got the wee uh, dice thing in the middle you press it it clicks and it you know, they actually shouldn't be in the back. It's actually dangerous. They could get killed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give him a wee nudge. Just a wee fright. I'm not going to, you know, just a wee fright. Hold on. Oh, fuck. Shit. Oh, my God, where is it? Is there there? Is there there? Oh, my God. I just meant to get him a wee nudge. Oh no, pal. They went flying there, there, look. Look. They're, they're there. Oh god. I just wanted him. I just wanted to get him a wee nudge. You know, so that they went like that. Oh god, that was that was close, that. Listen, I'm gonna stop the mower. You saw coming to the mower for the caravan, that was close. Oh my god. I'd like to. See, it would be silly for me to say I hope they're all right because I did see the blood up the, up the windies. You know they looked like they looked like they'd been put in a big fucking microwave and they just went like that, splat. God, I feel terrible. I have theories on on why streaming works. Oh yeah. People are into that. Yeah. Um, I mean it's it's largely just about. People like to stare at other people. That's true. Um, I love and it. out in the world, you don't get to stare as much because people see you looking and then it's mm. like, what the fuck? And you're like, oh, God, I'm being weird. Um, but people, you know, it's nice to be able to unreservedly just stare at someone and and get your mirror neurons firing. You know, get those sympathetic neurons. You know, when yeah. someone's happy, it makes you happy. When you they yeah. smile, it makes you, you know, feel better. And so, you know... There's a different person for every, you know, emotional flavor you could want because there's, you know, millions of people streaming. So you just, you know, find whatever, whatever turns you on, like, you know, neurologically, um, you know, whatever you jive with and, uh, you know, it makes you feel good to, you know, to see them and, you know, to see them smile and, and be, you know, or to see them be angry, you know, yeah. to, if, you know, gives you your emotional fix, um, and, uh, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if people. I wonder if some people watch streams of games that they hated. <laughs> you know, just to see of if games they just, hate. Just to see if other people hated them. Maybe. Maybe that makes sense. I've I feel like I've maybe done, done that. that a couple times. <laughs> I'm literally no? watching someone right now playing, uh, s streaming Metal Gear Solid Two, which is a game that I don't like and they don't like. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm just sort of like satisfied by that. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, like every time he gets to a bit, he's just like, oh god, this game fucking sucks, and I'm just like, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but even that—that that sense of camaraderie, that sense of someone feels the same way that you do about it that sense of validation mm. you know that feels nice it feels good it feels sure less does. lonely it sure does so any other uh, um, video game worlds oh yeah that you like to get um, there was a moment mm. it's another one of those i had the two moments that i was thinking of and one of them was in skyrim and I really enjoyed Skyrim uh, up to a point, and then you know I just realized I was like, this is this is just the same thing over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like go way down in this dark place, and, you know, do this shit over, like fight these tedious monsters forever until you get this item, and then go do the next dark place. But. Uh, I don't think that's why, you know, most people play, you know, I mean, you know, Oblivion I played and, you know, for tens of hours and never advanced the main plot, uh, <laughs> beyond like the first like intro sequence. And after that I fucked off and became the gray Fox and all that. Um, so it may have even been in Oblivion. It was either Oblivion or Skyrim, one of the two, but, um, you know, it happens in, in games, but, uh. I was walking through some fucking nowhere village. I don't even remember what it was. Just one of the little villages around the map. And I, it starts to rain in the game. And I'm walking across a little wooden bridge. And it's raining. And it was great. And I'm like looking at the fake trees. <laughs> I'm enjoying the fake rain. Listening to the fake birds. Uh, and that is a, that is a very... That's a really solid moment for me of just enjoying being there. Yeah. So my big one for that kind of sensation is is definitely Red Dead Redemption. Without a doubt. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The the second one is stunning and gorgeous, and I and I should play more of it. But my I have such vivid memories of playing the first one, where I would get home from work and I would put it on and I would play it all night and I would just I would just enjoy whatever I was doing like I wasn't really too fussed about like you know oh I've got a um you know I've got to go and do this thing or I've got to get to got to get to here or I've only got like you know I can't really play for very long tonight so I need to get all this stuff done whatever it's just like as soon as you as soon as you open the game and you're just kind of like stood, you know, out on the prairie or whatever, and you just kind mm-hmm. of the wind's blowing, and you're just kind of looking around, and you can just like hear creatures and stuff. And it's just like this, just this is just fucking great. <laughs> like, yeah, you just sort of like exhale and go like, ah, like look at all of this countryside here. I can just go <laughs> and like, I fancy going that way, <laughs> you know, and you can just troddle off and just wait until you come across something oh yeah. man oh god that was such a great feeling man 
I don't think I've ever had that in any other game. And I've played, you know, a fair few open world games now. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know if it was it just was, that. It was great. Yeah. I felt like a cowboy, <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I really kind of got into the character and just and, and wanted to live like that, you know? So I, I sort of, I deliberately sort of like held held myself back from playing it in too much of a video game way. Mm-hmm. you know and tried to treat yeah. it more like oh if this was like if this not if this was real <laughs> but like a little bit yeah. more like reality based i suppose yeah try and play it as though like i'm an actual cowboy yeah just wandering around doing your thing i yeah. think that's uh i mean i think they recognize that that is so much of what people like yeah i mean yeah i've said a couple times if i ever i don't know if i've said it on here but if i ever meet anybody from Rockstar who does their like skyboxes, their weather mm. system, their environmental like the weather effects. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking cry. Oh man. Uh the 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 sunsets. I mean GTA five is fucking this is an old ass game at this point and it's still just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Like the weather, you know, uh, and then uh, yeah, Red Dead is is even better. I was playing online the other day and I'm doing stuff and all of a sudden there's lightning in the distance yeah. and a fucking storm rolls in yeah and it's just like yes <laughs> yeah fucking i was yes. just about to say that the storms when the storms arrive is so fucking good in that game yeah never get bored of it i was my flatmate yeah. was playing red dead 2 um a few weeks back and i went into the living room when he just got down to this lake he was looking for something and while he was there this huge storm just rolled in and just like it was just magnificent <laughs> yeah. it really was and you know yeah. he was and then he started like you know his boots were sinking in the mud and his jacket was all wet you know just like you just go <laughs> yeah. oh you can feel it like you can actually feel it yeah oh, so fucking good man holy shit yeah that's a big time <laughs> that's a big time world <laughs> for me yeah um yeah when the rain comes like rain is so i mean in real life rain is so fucking gorgeous it's such a wonderful experience especially a thunderstorm you guys get thunderstorms i was gonna say you you probably have a different relationship with rain if you lived in the uk <laughs> you've got the dreary gray <laughs> yeah. it's just soggy yeah, outside we, just thing, don't, huh? we don't have fancy rain we don't have fancy rain like you washington lot uh, Washington's Washington's not great either. Uh, I mean, it's better where I am now. You know, it's actual rain instead of like just the sky has like a lisp and it just not a lisp, but um, you know, it, it it's never mind. <laughs> I used to make a joke that that being in Seattle was like someone talking to someone who doesn't know that they spit when they talk <laughs> and they stand too close to you. Like it's not pleasant and it's, it's just awful. Um, <laughs> but Texas, uh, you know, growing up in Texas, Wrath of God stuff. I mean, oh, the right, thunder yeah. will, you know, is just huge, massive lightning. The sky is just alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's it's the best. Man. Yeah, I would love to see one of those big thunderstorms. I mean, they are, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, they're incredible. They're, they're life affirming. I yeah. mean, the fat raindrops and it's not even like that. It's not even that cold. Like it's warm yeah. rain. Yeah. Um, 
Have you ever seen a tornado? Um, you know, I've not seen a tornado in my life. Ooh. Yeah, I've never seen one. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lived in Texas for almost my entire life. I feel like there should be... I feel like they're missing a trick with uh, tornadoes in video games. I don't think you see enough tornadoes in video games. <sighs> you kind of... I mean... I I agree. First <laughs> off. Fuck yes. I would love to see more... Um, you know, more moments in games really defined by like massive envir- environmental factors. Yeah, I think to simulate, I think a tornado uh, would suck in a video game as they are now because you've got this massive destructive force, and you know it rolls by, and like what what the houses are all just going to sit there, mm. like oh the windows are all broken, like yeah. oh like you know cosmetic damage, like you've got a. You've got to really yeah. You should just dis- have should destroy some... everything, and then and then you play yeah. for another twenty hours. And when you whenever you come back to that location, <laughs> it's like people are like rebuilding. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, you know, it would be, you know, MMOs. I think are where you could do some really cool stuff with environmental effects. Like if you've got a really immersive MMO. So one of the things on my list was Eve Online. Oh right, yeah. Um, and it's not like there's big environmental effects in EVE Online but you know they have such a unique um, MMO oh, yeah. in that Hell everybody yeah. is in the same universe yep. or the same galaxy yep. and they're just in different parts of it and you know that, that, that it's it's incredible uh, what they have there but like to have something like that in like a fantasy setting um, where you've got uh, you know, where you can, you know, have people building things. Like, back in the old, like, Ultima Online days, which I didn't play, but, like, you could build your own house in Ultima Online. Yeah. And it would be there. And it would be part of the world for everybody. Yeah. Um. So having something like that on a modern scale, and then you have a fucking tornado come through, would be <laughs> amazing. My life savings. <laughs> I mean, but really, like, that would be really wild. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens in EVE, isn't it? Is that, like, you know, you, you spend all of these, you know, months even years you know finding all of the resources and the blueprints and everything that you need to build like a really yeah. nice ship and then some fucker just <laughs> just hijacks you or whatever and just takes you out and that's yeah. it it's fucking gone yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh man so i used to yeah, go to the, like i used to go to the eve online uh um fan fest yeah in Iceland um, yeah yeah for work we used to work with CCP and um, nice. we used to go out there and, man that was I mean that was fun that was a fun trip but like the <laughs> EVE Online players are crazy man <laughs> yeah they're fucking nuts I mean yeah it's, <laughs> I mean you give people you give people the right tools and the opportunity to create something and people will do it yeah yeah. And they have. They've really done it. Oh, I mean, yeah. They'll do all sorts of things. It's really cool. Yeah. I mean, and that's also kind of the, the problem, you know. EVE Online works because it's space and there's just, it's some, mostly empty space mm. and, you know, there's plenty of room. But, like, you know, when you've got, like, a landmass and you've got people, like, running around. Yeah. I suppose you know, then it, it, hmm. it's slightly different, but, you know, what Epic do with Fortnite 
you know, with these kind of events that change everything and stuff, mm. you know, obviously that's far yeah. more controlled. Um, yeah. But there is this sense, I suppose, and I guess this is why it's so popular. Um, you're getting it live here, folks. The reason why Fortnite is popular. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, you feel like every time you jump in, something new could be happening, you know, or something could have disappeared or... And they seem to establish that really early on, which I thought was like a stroke of genius, really. Yeah, they're doing great. They're doing. I mean, they they're they're running the future with that game. Yeah, yeah. They 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 know what they're doing. I mean, the fact that it's like also just a place to hang out. Mm-hmm. You know, kids hang out with their friends there. I mean, that's so that huge. yeah, that's another important thing about video game worlds, isn't it? It's uh spaces where you can hang out with your friends yeah it's one thing to kind of jump in and play an action game together or whatever or you know a starfighter game or something like yeah. that but then you know there are so many games now where you can just just knock about <laughs> you know and yeah just not really worry too much about what you're up to were you still playing yeah. sea of thieves yeah, I haven't played much lately. Um, the uh, the new you know GTA update came out in December, uh-huh. so I haven't done much. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, well, when we were talking about weather, I, I I had meant to bring up Sea of Thieves because when you're sailing around the map, there's a storm on the map, and that's actually really cool. Um, it gets pretty wild when you're in the storm. Oh, does it move um, around? Yeah, there's, like, one storm that moves around the map, oh. and so, like, if you're, like, you know, just at an island, it, like, might come and wash over you and, and stuff like that, and, you know, if your ship's not anchored, it'll start, like, just kind of spinning around yeah. in the waves, and you'll lose control over it. It fucks with your compass, which doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. Um, this must be an alien and you're like, storm. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, some, there's some kind of magical element to the whole place, I guess, so... Um, but yeah, it'll fill your boat with water, and it's a really good, it's really fun, and like you can always kind of see it in the horizon. They do a cool thing where like world events are like written in the clouds, so like if there's a sea battle available, there'll be like a ship in the clouds that's shaped like a, a ship. Oh, or a, that's so yeah, cool. there'll be a cloud that's shaped like a ship, and it'll have like little, you know, lightning bolts at the at the cannons. It's a really neat game. Wow, that's really yeah. cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, they they do some they do some cool stuff with it. I've got another game on my list, JM. What's that? It's a little game. I don't think I've talked about it before. You might not have you might not know about it, but it's called Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. But I think we've talked about it before. Because <laughs> it's yes. it's sort of got that globe trotting James Bond kind of aspect to it, yeah. and you know, and then on top of that, the fact that each location is just this like dense, yeah, maze, you know, yeah, and they're so well, they're very stylized, you know. So like mm-hmm. when you're in Bangkok, you know, it's kind of like it's very sort of oh, this is kind of what my imagine imagination conjures up when I think of Bangkok or whatever. 
sure what a um, white westerner thinks of when they think of bangkok yeah it's it's just it's just kind of <laughs> it's <laughs> but it, it's uh it's just it it all feels very familiar whilst all being very new and uh yeah. and strange and disorienting at the same time and what I love, Sounds like love. Yeah. What I, <laughs> what I love about Hitman is that you are kind of just dropped into this world and you you interact you can interact with a number of different characters and things like this but really you have no connection you have no stake in this world whatsoever other than fulfilling your targets. And um, Sounds like love. <laughs> And and it's just, I I love that feeling of just you sort of know that you are kind of like, uh, you don't belong there almost like, um, you know that you're, um, kind of out of place, and yeah, you can like blend in and you can do all this and you can do all of that, but like, yeah, I can't really explain it in in a in a way that kind of makes it sound uh very you know kind of uh poetic <laughs> i suppose but it's just a really cool feeling when you kind of just get dropped yeah. into this map and then you're like whoa what's this place and then you're just kind of wandering around and exploring but you don't really you're you're, you're kind of paying really close attention to everything but at the same time, mm-hmm. you don't give a fuck what's happening around you because you don't care about any of these people. You're just like, I'm just <laughs> on my mission. And I just find that like a really unique way to experience a location. Uh, it's just so fun. Nice. Uh, I can spend hours and hours. And because there's so many, because there's so many different things to unlock as well. It's yeah. it's not a game, and a lot of it you can just do through pure experimentation and exploration. So it's like some uh, when I was playing through Hitman Two recently, I would just play like one level at a time, and but I I would play. I, I remember doing one level. I can't remember which one it was now. Maybe the third or fourth level, and I did. I played it for four hours. <laughs> And it was and it just my first playthrough of one level was just was that entire four hours. So no breaks in gameplay, you know, no uh, no quitting and restarting and reloading or anything like that. It was just my first playthrough. So I I'm, nice. I think that's like a game. <laughs> it's safe to say that that's a game that I like to escape into and just kind of get yeah. lost in. For sure, and lovely. Hitman Three is out soon, and I can't wait. <laughs> have we talked about the movie? Oh, uh, we have not. I have not seen it. Have you? Have, neither have I. Oh. I'm just curious if you thought Timothy Oliphant was a terrible casting decision or a good one. Well, obviously terrible. Okay, great. I don't really like him in anything. Me neither. No, I don't understand where he came from or why he's so famous. He was in Deadwood. Oh, okay. He was the marshal in Deadwood, and he played this kind of, like, shitty asshole, like, thinks he's a good guy, but he's kind of a violent sociopath. Yeah. Um, and he was he was great in the role. Um, he was not the star of the series, you know. No. You know, for anyone's money. 
Um, that would that would be Ian McShane. Of course, Lovejoy. Um, hmm. Lovejoy. Oh, is that his name in the? Uh, well, <laughs> so Ian McShane is actually most famous here in the UK for uh, uh, be- playing a character called Lovejoy, who oh. was an antiques dealer on the Isle of Jersey. Ah, <laughs> in the eighties. Nice. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Now Timothy Oliphant is, you know, and then they they had him on the fucking Mandalorian show, mm-hmm. like playing uh, that character. as the marshal, yeah, 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 playing the character from Deadwood, and I'm like, what the fuck? Right, that makes sense now. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, that must be why they cast him in. That's that's why he's the marshal, and yeah, right, I see. So fucking. Yeah, well, he's stupid. rubbish anyway. I don't like him. He is, he is. Yeah. Um, I don't know who I'd cast as Hitman. Probably, yeah, probably I mean... Probably just, like, the guy who plays Hitman in the games. Because, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I mean... they modelled... <laughs> I'm pretty sure they modelled Agent 47, like, kind of on that guy. I feel like there's somebody who could do it. Uh, I feel like Vin Diesel would want to, and you'd have to say, <laughs> no, Vin Diesel, you can't act. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed um, near this. You're not... You're not an actor. I don't know how you're famous. Uh, I loved you in the Iron Giant. Um, I uh, any the back to immersive like escape worlds. Oh, yeah. One of the ones, one of the the ones that really work for me. Any 3D Zelda game. Yeah, that makes sense. Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask. I fucking loved. Uh, and then, of course, Breath of the Wild is is gorgeous. It's so fun. I just love climbing shit and jumping off of shit <laughs> and gliding around. That's like like I could if if I could do that forever. Like if that was the primary mode of locomotion in every game, I'd be yeah. This is great. Well, yeah. I mean, I just played Arkham City and I was flying around Batman with my cape and my grappling hook. There you go. That was a good time. That was a good time. I don't think Gotham City is the kind of gaming world <laughs> that I want to spend too much time in. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're Batman, I suppose. But uh, yeah. But yeah, oh, it's, it's a lovely way to get around on the rooftops. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I don't. I don't really dig it so much in the Spider-Man games. Really. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's better in. I think. It, I think it's a little bit better in Miles Morales than it was in the first one, um, and it's like it's way better than it was on like old versions. So I mean, they're doing great. It's really cool. But I just I don't like. Uh, I I maybe I'm just not good enough at it. Like I can't get it to <laughs> flow the way that I want it to a lot of the time. I know what you mean because that's all you want, right? Yeah. <laughs> like when you've got a Spider-Man game, it's like, well, I want to be fucking Spider-Man. Um, yeah. So you want to, and and I thought it, I thought it did a good job at kind of yeah. giving you the tools to make that possible. Yeah, um, but I think I what agree, I want it's maybe not, it's not perfect. Yeah, I think maybe what I want is that he doesn't stop until I hit a stop button. Yeah, like he's always going to keep moving forward. Yeah, until and you, just yeah, keep until jumping. you decide that. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe my timing was just off because sometimes they'd like land on something I'm like no don't don't run <laughs> yeah i think i got quite good at it i can't yeah. remember though it's been a while since i played it and i've not played miles morales yet 
Oh, it's better. It's much better. Yeah, I bet it is. I mean, I uh, watched because I wasn't familiar with Miles Morales. I mean, I, I knew of the character, but I didn't. I'd never like read any comics or anything like that. And then obviously, yeah. I saw Into the Spider Verse, same as everybody Which else, great. and went, yeah. "Well, Miles Morales is Spider Man." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like great. Yeah. it's like, yeah. why are we even wasting our time with Peter Parker off. anymore? Like Miles yeah. Morales is Spider Man now. Let's just change yeah. it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I've no doubt that I will enjoy it a lot. Um, and I, I know there's I not as much. Be, I'm not surprised that you say it's better. Yeah, there's not as much apparently. So I, I didn't play much of the first one. I played it and I didn't really get into it. And then like I, I just, I just didn't. It just didn't click with me. And then I played Miles Morales, and it was, I, it clicked better. Mm. And it turns out they changed. They, they made the combat better. Oh, okay. More specifically, you can actually like fight like you can it, it, I don't need to go into details but like they added a couple moves not even like the fancy like Venom stuff that they added mm. not Venom I don't know why they called it Venom because Venom's a thing yeah but um he has like electricity powers mm-hmm. in the game uh and it's cool um but like just normal like combat stuff like fighting stuff they added a few things you can do yeah and that made it flow a little better I'm glad me. that they didn't just like reskin you know spider-man and and just say it's you know yeah. reskin the peter parker spider-man and just say it's the miles yeah. Morales spider-man like they actually made it miles they gave him different moves they made him yeah. like like doesn't he like he sort of like he has a different way of like traversal you know from peter parker like uh, you know it just it kind of it just feels different i think is what uh the yeah. impression that i got from the way people reviewed it and stuff he can do tricks now too. Yeah, uh, he can like he can do little. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that the traversal is super different. I think it's better. Like it's a little more fine tuned. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a proper sequel though. They like you know added things and, and improved the game. Mm-hmm. I need to play that. Yeah. I've got one more immersive one. Okay. If you're ready for it. Yep. World of Warcraft. Oh, <laughs> nerd! <laughs> <laughs> I played it when it came out. I played it when it was new, and there weren't guides everywhere. Yeah, nobody knew what anything was, and we were all experiencing. I played on an RP server because I'm a nerd, role playing server. <laughs> Um, and, you know, you mentioned, like, you know, having your friends in a game. It was really cool. It was one of the, I think it was probably my first time making friends in a game. Wow, yeah. You know, um, and meeting, you know, characters and, you know, people that play them, but mostly the characters, because that's, I don't want to talk to the person. I just want to play the game with the character. (laughs) Um... But there, like, everything was new. Yeah. And nobody knew what anything was. And every time going into a place, it was huge. And it was like, whoa. And, you know, the classic WoW was a fucking grind. Mm. Um, and, uh, but, man, like, there was, I, I remember, I mean, I lost a year of my life to that game. But <laughs> I remember there was this, there's this one town, like, that you have to go to near the undercity and like at night all the inhabitants of the town turn into wolves it's oh, like nice. a werewolf thing 
And man, none of us knew that. And we're going through <laughs> town, and then night happens, and suddenly everybody respawned as a fucking wolf. Because it wasn't elegant. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, these characters are alive, they turn into a wolf. It was like, humans despawn, wolves spawn in. <laughs> uh, and so we're in the middle of the place, and suddenly we're just fucking surrounded by wolf people. Um, but it was so cool, because like, you know, going and talking to other players about it, being like, oh, uh, did you know about this? Yeah, they're like, no, yeah. have you seen this? And just... It was, it was great. It was really of, yeah, cool. That sense Magical. of like, yeah, wonder and discovery and yeah, yeah. That's probably. I mean, that's unlikely to ever be replicated again, right? Because people are just. I mean, people are used to that kind. Of, well, people on the one hand, people are used to that kind of thing now, but on the other hand, yeah. like. You know, especially with an MMO, how would you how would you truly surprise people? Yeah, and I mean, you you come out with the new stuff, and there's yeah. you know, people are going to consume it very quickly because there are people that just eat it, yeah, they eat it, and then yeah. they you know shit out a guide, and you know bless them for that. But uh, but yeah, like it very quickly, you know, you know, by the end of the year that I'm playing WoW, like, suddenly there, there start to be, you know, guides for how to do things, and suddenly it's pretty known, you know, where things are, and it becomes less and less magical as time goes on. Yeah. It just becomes um, another game, then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Looking forward to the next Red Dead, I guess. <laughs> Me too. Um, well, I'll tell you what, I've got one more thing that we can talk about, if you're interested hit me so uh this is uh, comes from left field a little bit but uh stick with me jm because i think you're gonna like it in 1998 i year of our lord huh nothing sorry <laughs> in 1998 i received uh for christmas a um a big box uh pc title uh that was called Star Wars Behind the Magic. Now have you ever heard of this? Not off the top of my head. So what it was was a two disc Do you remember like the Encarta encyclopedia that you used to get on yeah. um like old PCs back in the day? So this is pre internet I mean, 1998, yeah. you had, like, early internet, but, like, really, it was kind of, like, it was not the the household thing that it is today. We had, like, Netscape and stuff yeah. like that in 98, didn't we? And there'd be a few, there'd be a few websites, but mo- most websites were just set up by random people. There was, like, uh, little in the way we of, We were like, normal people. Official. we had a lot of gifts. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I had a GeoCities website at one point. That had uh, Scorpion and Sub Zero gifts on it, obviously. Beautiful, right? The best. Um, anyway, so but 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 kind of like uh, before the internet became this like proper resource yeah. for uh, well, not a proper resource, still not a proper resource for information, but before before all of this information about everything you've ever heard of. Uh, became so readily available on the internet you had to rely on software um or books remember those mm-hmm. anyway long story short star wars behind the magic was this uh two disc set that 
was basically just a, a, a whole digital encyclopedia of everything Star Wars up until oh, that point. Oh, we had this. Man, you talk about getting lost, you know, in another <laughs> world. This shit had me hooked for years years i would load this up and just go back in and just and just look through it all because there was so much stuff like i think even today if you loaded it in and just started looking around i Mm. think you'd still have a great time in it like just reading about all the stuff because it was it was it had like um different sections so there'd be like a section for characters a section for vehicles a section for locations um yeah all of this kind of stuff and then when you go into those sections it would play like a like a crappy cg (laughs) animation of like a scene from one of the movies and it was kind Mm -hmm. of done in the same style as like uh, masters of terras cassie it was like that style of cutscene. oh nice yeah and then and then it, you'd be there and then you could like click on a character so say you click on like Darth Vader or whatever and it would give you a little intro and then there would be a little kind of uh, f- not almost like a family tree but not quite a family tree but it would like branch out it'd be like okay so you're on Darth Vader now you could read about the Emperor you could read about Luke Skywalker yeah. you could read about the Empire or you could go in to explore more and if you went in to explore more oh and it was amazing every time you clicked on the explore button it was like this uh, arrow that kind of like animated like the crawling text at the start of the movies and um, yeah when you clicked on it it would do the sound of an x-wing launching <laughs> like and then it would take you to the next page and then on the character pages you had like um a whole biography of each character you had um uh like a a detail of their costumes so like uh if it was darth vader it'd be like you know what 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 does each of each part of his costume represent then you'd get like behind the scenes stuff so it'd be like behind the scenes uh images of them filming there'd be um you know production drawings and all this kind of stuff and there was a trivia section as well which had like really um quite hard actually like uh, trivia questions related to that character or location or whatever so really really cool but it also included all of the expanded universe up to that point as well oh nice yeah. so it was literally just like everything um and then so same goes for all of them obviously it didn't have the the behind the scenes and productions it didn't have all the kind of the movie related stuff but it still had like sure. the same amount of depth uh in terms of like you know you're learning about these characters and stuff like this it was so fucking cool but it doesn't end there (laughs) because the second disc so the first disc was all kind of like uh in universe you know kind of like lore of everything and um yeah uh you could look at like 3d models of the ships and stuff you could you could go on an interactive 3d tour of the Millennium Falcon with C-3PO. It was incredible. And there was also a weapons test, which was like in this, um, like uh, some sort of like docking bay or something. 
in the Death Star, you'd have like a little stormtrooper would walk in and you could just fucking blast him with different <laughs> blaster rifles and stuff. <laughs> nice. And you could blow him up with a, a thermal detonator. You could blast him with the Death Star laser. <laughs> it was so fun. But anyway, the second that disc... seems extreme. The second disc was all um, movie... Um, kind of ma- making of the movies and uh the there was a um a big glossary on there of all of the expanded uh, like all of the books and uh textbooks and fiction books uh that are sort of all the different reference points for everything in the star wars universe it was amazing and then there was um a section where you could go into each movie and you could effectively go through each movie scene by scene uh, with the full screenplay that you could read along. Uh, production notes for every single scene, behind the scenes images and trivia for every single scene in every film. Oh man, it was so good. <laughs> but wait, JM, that's not all. <laughs> oh Jesus. Robbie. <laughs> Don't recite the entire I'm not Star gonna... Wars encyclopedia. <laughs> I'm not going to explain. Um, I'm not going to explain it all. But there were uh, a couple more things. There were. It was the first time ever <laughs> that there were some deleted scenes uh, from the original nice. movie that were made available. Um, so that was really cool. Cool, like Easter uh-huh. egg. And then maybe the best thing was that when you went into the Princess Leia character profile, you could watch an animated princess leia fashion show <laughs> with a oh. with a princess leia song like a uh-huh. like a remix of a princess leia song and it was uh a, yeah like a cg princess leia in all her different outfits from the movies <laughs> like doing a catwalk <laughs> and like like flash bulbs going off and stuff it was amazing leia. she's beautiful Nice. Anyway, basically, long story short, very, very, very long story short. Too late. <laughs> it was an it was a it was a Star Wars interactive encyclopedia that I just. I mean, you can get lost in an entire galaxy far, yeah. far away. Yeah. No, I, that's a that's a good point. I mean, it's hard to remember, you know, of the many of the things that were super immersive me in the 90s but interactive encyclopedias were actually really fucking cool oh, we had some on dinosaurs i remember oh. and just the general ones were fucking amazing yeah. um yeah those were really cool things that uh yeah those are gone now i yeah, guess I, I mean maybe maybe they still make them but they were really fucking cool yeah and and they were like another world weren't they because like yeah you had you could suddenly sort of just I don't know. It just really drew you in, like, because it was yeah. so interactive and animated and all this kind of stuff. And I, I, it's so easy to take that shit for granted now. But like, I was just because yeah. like, it was so funny when you mentioned you were sort of like, we're going to talk about you know 
video game worlds and i was like man it's not even a game but like <laughs> i lost so much time to this yeah like, yeah well, that's the thing yeah software. it's so good nice very cool and uh i promise that's all of the talking that i <laughs> had prepared for this week <laughs> <laughs> Right on. Well, thanks, Robbie. This was a nice escape. Ah, you too, Jam. I hope that, uh, you know, you stay safe and things start to, you know, kind of uh, to get better in the US. I think we we all hope that uh, these uh, knobheads get dealt with (sighs) nice and quick. Yeah. But in the meantime, we will always have video games to play. Oh, do you know what uh, I forgot to mention at the very beginning? What's that, Robbie? Uh, Loop Hero previews. The Loop Hero previews have gone live. Have they really? Yeah. So if anyone is keen to hear a little bit more about this weird game that JM and I constantly bang on about, now... The proof is in the pudding, JM, because the previews are good. What do you mean by previews? So everyone in the media got to play Loop Hero before Christmas. And uh, they got to preview up to the uh, the Lich. So, yeah. Um, So some of them kind of, you know, did one playthrough. Some of them did a few playthroughs. Um, but it's everything up to the lich has nice. uh, has been detailed at great length by the likes of PC Gamer, IGN, uh, Jewel Shockers, I think is one GameSpot. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Jewel Shockers. <laughs> yeah, that's a website. <laughs> <laughs> what does what does that mean? Where is that website? Is that a British thing that doesn't mean? Tasering someone in the nuts? <laughs> no, well, DualShock was the was the old PlayStation controller, wasn't it? DualShock. Oh, DualShock. Oh, Jewel. Do you think I was saying Jewel, like family jewels? You definitely said Jewel. <laughs> no, I was not. I was saying Duel, right. but sorry, my British accent. <laughs> my, my Kermit the Frog voice <laughs> ruined the enunciation. Oh, uh, well, Robbie, uh, I, I, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but all of the loyal listeners of the Devolver Digital Forecast don't need, you know, jewel shockers or whoever <laughs> to tell them that Lupiro is good. They know it's good because we love it. Absolutely. And they trust us. Absolutely. But, uh, well, great. That's great that the, that the previews are out. Yep. And, uh, Yay. That'll be good to get more people to play this lovely little game. Damn right. I'm going to play some more this week. (laughs) Noise. Very noise. Lovely (laughs) chubby. Bye-bye!